Hello everyone. Welcome to the November 2016 Tim, Tim Hayden's Big Ideas for Small Business. Uh, this is episode two and I am tickled to death to have my great friend Charles Clary with us today who has been our accountant at our company Sergeant Metal since 1975 and he's going to talk about knowing your numbers. So Charles we're so glad to have you with us today. Thanks Tim. Yep. Hey, right, let me tell everybody a little bit about Charles, and uh, you know, give you a little bit of history. He's been he is married to his wife Grace. They have four uh, grown boys, and and uh, some of them live local. I think Charles, right? Yeah, a couple local, and they got one as far away as Miami. Okay, Manning, South Carolina, far <laughs> Miami, Florida. Miami. I'm sorry. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Miami, Florida. Wow. And and they and Grace and Charles have six grandchildren, so they're enjoying. I hear that. I'm, a, I'm hopefully I'm a long way from that as far as <laughs> grandchildren, but I hear that they're they're joys. I know you guys are enjoying that, and I know that um, Charles has been. Our business was started in 1975, as people have heard before. And what's really great is Charles has been with our company really since we started. So he worked with my uh, stepdad Donnie Sargent and my mom. He worked with my grandma Martha. He worked with my granddaddy. So, Charles, you know, you have had an l- awful lot of history. You've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between with us. Uh, no no bad, no ugly. It's all been good. <laughs> but it's really it's interesting to see that, you know, we started from two people, and now we've got 150. It's, it's, it's really cool to see how we have grown and progressed, and you've been a big part of that with us for many years. So, again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more happy to call you a friend than I am a business partner, but we get to say both. So you, it's been a lot of fun to work together with you over the years. So with that, let's let's just deep dive into your numbers. So Charles, uh, my first question is: discuss the importance of knowing your numbers in your as if you're a small business owner, and this is what this is catered to. And a lot of times, I know I, I me personally as a small business owner, a lot of times uh, too many things get in the way. I'm a busy guy, and a lot of times I don't get the time to do that. So talk about how important it is to know your numbers. Well, Tim, for any business owner, and uh, I think today we're talking about the small business, um, and even for small businesses, knowing your numbers is it's very, very important. Um, uh, let me give an example, too, and, and I'm going to use a nonprofit example in this situation. I have been for many years serving um, as finance chair for my church, okay? And we meet every other month, and we review numbers. So even for nonprofit numbers are important. We spend a lot of time discussing our financials and bring them to our board. So if you take that and roll that over for a for-profit environment, um, it's just as important. I mean, the church, we've got to count for our resources. Uh, but in a, in a small business, you are the owner. You are the board. You're counting to yourself. And when you look at, Tim, the, the failure rate for businesses in this company, country it's you know it's pretty substantial there's something like 70 percent of businesses eventually fail and why do they fail i mean it, it could be things within their control there could be things outside of their control like the economy but the things that are within your control are knowing your numbers and there's no excuse for not having financials review them monthly develop plans react to them deal with them uh make changes i mean there's there's a lot of information and, you know, you can get caught up in too much information, but focus on what counts for your business and have financials. And if you have to get somebody from the outside to do them for you, it is well worth it. You've got to know where you're going. It's just, it's a, like I mentioned to you uh, one time, it's, you know, like driving at night without headlights. You've got to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, Charles, you would recommend for, for our 
the small business owners who are listening to us, even if it means hiring someone from the outside to look at your numbers, to have a planned time at, at a certain time of the month to sit down and review those, how critically important that it is. It is critically important. And, you know, whether you develop your numbers internally or externally, uh, if they're developed internally, you're, uh, you can have an outside CPA review those numbers with you. If the CPA firm is, is preparing financials for you, then you need to be reviewing those numbers. And it's, you know, it's, like I say, it's, it's, it's important because you can extract and get a lot of information from CPA uh, and others. You've got you to build a team around you, Tim. I mean, you've got to have your CPA and you need a good banker. And, you know, for a lot of business, maybe uh, an attorney and your insurance person. You have risk at business, too. You need to build that team around you, and, and certainly the account and the numbers are part of that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Hey, um, my second question, Charles, is what are the most important numbers for every emerging business owner to know? Well, you know, the, the, the flat answer is all numbers are important, but honestly, it, businesses, I think everybody that ever pulls out a financial statement, the first thing they do is go to the income statement. They say, what are my sales? What are my sales for the month? What are my sales for the quarter? What are my sales for the year? Everybody wants to know what they did, and I'm sure you do the same thing. What are my sales for the month? Mm -hmm. uh, now you may have, have access, real-time access, and you know, your sales, what they accumulate day-to-day. -day. For a small business, they may not know to the end of the month. And sales, you know, that's what drives pretty much all of us. We're buying, consuming goods. It's always about sales. Sales is probably the most important number. Did you do as you expected? Did you do better than you expected? Did you do less? And if less, why? Another thing is related to sales, a huge important number. And remember, I'm looking at the big picture here. We're not, we're not drilling to a lot of details. So if you look at sales, you've got to look at your cost of sales. You know, what, what did I have to buy in inventory that I sold? What did it cost me to generate that sale? And then you take that and then say, okay, what was my gross profit margin? That's, you know, a lot of people focus on gross profit margin as much as they do the sales. I mean, you can sell, but if your margins are real thin, you know, a high volume of sales is not really doing you good. So that gross profit margin, depending on whatever industry business you're in and where it needs to be or where you want it to be, is critically important. And then you got your operating expenses. And without, you know, going into a huge amount of detail here, um, but you need to know what your operating expenses are. That's the, the cost related to your sales. Then there's overhead. The cost not related to sales. I mean, you got some costs that are built in whether you make sales or not. I mean, things like insurance, things like that, that are going to be there whether uh, you, you have a good sales month or, or a, a bad sales month. And then after you come down through all that, and, and like I say, we're just looking at a summary situation here, uh, you got your net profit, hopefully a net profit. And everybody um, wants to know that. In fact, some people say, I started profit work my way up when they look at financial statements. But it really sales and net profit are probably the two most important things that you have out there. And uh, which, you know, you, hopefully you're going to make a profit in doing business. And then you need to turn your attention to the balance sheet. Uh, th there are numbers on the balance sheet that are very important. What was my cash position at the end of the month or the end of the year? What about account receivable? Did they grow? Are they good? Inventory levels? You've got to look at that on your balance sheet. Uh, these are all assets. And then you've got to look at your liabilities. What are my accounts payable? Hopefully my receivables are always bigger than my payables. Where's our debt right now? How much equity do we have? Um, and then um, there are other numbers that come into play that are extremely important. We're not gonna, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but you need to develop ratios out of this. And, if, and for a small business owner, ratios are your working capital ratio. You know, is it two to one? I'm talking about cash, receivables, inventory, as compared to your payables and, you know, your accounts payable, rather, your payroll payable, things like that. 
And then you got to look at some ratios that involve your accounts seeable, your accounts payable. And there, God, there are many so, other, so many other ratios, but those are, those are extremely important numbers too, Tim. Uh, Charles, that's great. I know, in, you know for Sergeant Metal, uh, when you talk about income and sales, you know, we all know, you know we're, a, we're a sales-driven company. We have to have a certain amount of revenue in order to generate a profit. You agree with that? Absolutely. And so one thing that we measure every day is that we measure what our incoming orders were. We also measure what our output was every day. And we have a goal so we can, we have a spreadsheet that we send out to all our managers every day. So we can look at, are we ahead for the month? Are we behind? Mm -hmm. It's a really great, uh, yeah. it's a good snapshot that we, that, you know, we get emailed to us every morning by 9 a.m. or so. So I think it's good that we understand that. And I'll, I'll tell you, I agree with you. The first two numbers I look at when, I, when we get our monthly financials, and I'll let you know, and I think that it's important for us. Charles, it used to take us 15 days to close the month for us. Now it takes us five. So we prep. So the sooner we know the number, you know, we can. it's just better preparation for us. But when I get our monthly financials, I'll definitely look at, I already know what the income was, our sales. But then I, look, I go to net profit, and I, and I go right to that and look and see. And then mm-hmm. I look in the middle and see, you know, all the things that you talked about and see, you know, was something different as compared to the budget. But I think those are so such critical areas in, in, uh, in my opinion. So thanks for unpacking that and sharing that with us. All right, next question. Can you talk about cash flow and why tracking this is essential to running a business? And I know that uh, one thing, profit is important, but cash flow is king. So you can have, and in our business, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, when you look at the balance sheet, you look at the inventories, you can have an, you know, we can make product and put an inventory, but you know what? We may show a profit on that, but if we're not selling it, it can drain the cash and again, cash is king. So can you, can you answer that for me, please? Absolutely. Cash is not just king, it's queen. It is everything. <laughs> uh, the financials are important, but monitoring and, and tracking the cash flow, Tim, um, is vital. Um, what businesses need to do, even small businesses, is that, um, and you probably got something like this, Tim, is uh, have you a cash flow report. And I'm talking about a cash flow report for the past month. You need to know what you start off with at the prior month, what you brought in in deposits, you know, what you collected on account receivable, what you spent out, and what you had cash at, in, at the end of the month. So you can look at where, um, what happened to, basically, it's a kind of a snapshot of your checking account over the last month. And you can do it on a month-by-month basis. But what I'd like to emphasize is that you, as a small business, you really need a cash flow projection. Get on an Excel spreadsheet, project it out by month for up to 12 months out. And put in there what you think you're going to have cash at the beginning of the month and what you think you can collect, what your expenses will be, including, you know, all your buying inventory and your payroll and your supplies, debt service. You know, that comes to play for a lot of people. And what you'll have left over the end of the month. These, this is important because... What if you project it out three or four months out that you're going to have a cash shortfall? You need to know in advance whether the owner's got to put in cash, you got to go draw on your line of credit. That's important. Even for seasonal businesses that know that, hey, my sales may be great during the Christmas season, but they may not be so great in the spring. But still, look at where your shortfall is going to be. How much is going to be? Will you have enough to cover it? Will you not have enough to cover it? That is critical. Businesses, small, a lot of small businesses fail because of lack of capital, Tim. They don't have the money when things get tight. And if you're going to have a cash shortage, you need to know well in advance so you can be dealing with it. And it is not just projecting out your cash flow and knowing what it was for the last month. It's managing your cash flow, meaning you got to manage your receivables and you got to manage your payables. A quick example is if you typically collect your accounts receivable, let's say 
50 days, okay? On average, you collect all your receivables over, over on average term of 50 days. And you pay your bills in 35 to 40. Well, that's good. Well, excuse me, that is not good because it's taking you long to collect your receivables than you're using to make your payables. That's, that's an upside-down cash gap. You want to, if you want to prove your cash flow situation, you got to tighten receivables, collect them faster than you're paying your bills on your accounts payable side. Does that make sense? I mean, that's critical for a small business. That makes complete sense. I think that, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, we look at that every month. Charles, one thing that I just wrote down that I think is gold is a cash flow report. And I know that our system will generate that, but I think that it's not giving us as much detail as what I would like to see. So what? I, so I, I, I put it to do for myself. You know what? We need to get into more detail in regards to our cash flow. So again, right. I think you, may, you hit the nail on the head. If you know you've got to, when you project it, if you see that there's some trouble coming, you can better prepare for it than just to let it happen. And one thing that I personally don't want to do, I don't want to slow down our payables by our customers not paying us. You know, so I think it's important we pay our pay our vendors and agree to terms. Well, exactly. And then none of us are saying that we're going to just uh, arbitrarily slow down paying our vendors. There's a few cases, Tim, where with certain vendors, if you have a good relationship with them, you can maybe negotiate longer terms because if you're buying a lot from them, you've got some leverage there. But, in, you know, in managing cash flow, you got to improve cash flow. and you got to look at your receivables turnover and your payables turnover. And even inventory turns, that's important because you got too much inventory. And it, let's say in your industry, inventory turns four times a year. Let's say a hardware store, their inventory should turn four times a year. If it's turning two to three, you got too much inventory. And you, if you can get your inventory reduced to where it does turn two to three, uh, I mean four times rather, then you will see a big improvement in your cash in bank. Uh, no, that's good. Again, I, I took that as a, as a to-do. That's great, Charles. Um, uh, Charles, next next question. Do you find that most small business owners make use of a dashboard or some tool to review their numbers? Tim, my experience has been that they don't. Uh, most don't do not take advantage of a dashboard. I think many medium and particularly large businesses, they have all kinds of dashboards um, that they use. And uh, But all businesses can benefit from use of a dashboard. And for somebody out there that may not be familiar with a dashboard, it's basically Think about the dashboard of your car. You got, you know, gas, um, the, the heat, and, and, and things like that. You develop your own dashboard by identifying your key performance indicators that define whether your business succeeds or whether your business could potentially fail. And some big businesses have numerous indicators, but I think for a small business, you could develop five, maybe ten, that you could look at an executive form each month and, and see those hot buttons, if you will, for your business and how these key critical indicators are doing so you can act upon them pretty fast. Some examples would be a lot of businesses want to know what their working capital is each month, meaning how much cash do I have? What are my receivables? What about inventory? These are things are either cash or near cash, and that compared to your immediate payables and payroll that's due or current amount of debt service. You always want your current liabilities to exceed your, excuse me, your current assets to exceed your current liabilities. That's your working capital. That's what you have. Uh, internally. Outside working capital, of course, is bringing in bank loans. Uh, some want to know the inventory returns. We just talked about that. That is critical. Or the days in AR we just also mentioned. That is, that's a big one. And some of them could be non-financial. I'm sure companies like UPS, they track probably very closely their uh, on-time deliveries. I bet you track your deliveries. You have a contract with a customer, Tam, and the delivery's got to be from start of production of that piece 
until um, delivery is 30 days. If you can't meet that 30-day liver delivery, you could potentially lose a customer. So it's, it's key to pick companies like yours too. No, I agree. Charles, to answer your question, yes, we do track on-time delivery. You know, one thing we track, we track overtime. You know, so yeah, um, there's an awful lot of indicators that we track, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, so we can get a snapshot of where the business is at any, at any point in time. Charles, uh, uh, a second question in regards to that. If you're a small business owner and you've got a small staff and you just don't know where to start, what would you recommend, you know, and, and I mean, I, I'll give you my opinion what I would recommend, but what would you recommend if you want to get started with this and if you really don't know how to get started in creating some type of dashboard? Well, you know, you could certainly consult with CPA. They'd be glad to help you. And also, Tim, though, there's, uh, there's a lot of information on the Internet. Okay. Uh, now, a lot of the places on the Internet may want to sell you software, and if that's what you feel like that you need, that's great. But honestly, you could develop this on Excel yourself and, and it will work. You can plug these numbers in and develop your, your dashboard every month. But there's, you know, you could, you could go to several places out there and a lot of this is completely free and uh, you can look at what they look at. But I think honestly, don't forget the site is what, if you're a retailer, if you're a manufacturer or if you're in the services sector, there are particular things that are unique to your business. And if you know your business, you'll know which things that are critical to you. And certainly you can use some that are standard to everybody that are important to everybody but you certainly need to develop key things that are important to you, like the on-time deliveries. Uh, a retailer's not concerned about that, but uh, people like you are. That's right. And that's one particular and that's important to you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right, um, how often should financial reports be viewed by the business owner? Well, monthly. Yeah, I can't imagine financials. Uh, I've seen some small business over the year, Tam, that may not develop financials until at the end of the year. Um, and they, they could, you know, they were probably so small that they were running it out of the, the, by the checkbook or out of the wallet, so to speak. But, you know, you really need monthly financial statements and you need to be reviewing them monthly. And you mentioned earlier that you get yours five days after the month end. I think that's excellent because a lot of large businesses, their information is so real time, they get it two or three days after the month end. And your turnaround is excellent. But I would recommend that a business owner get his financials at least by 10 days after the month end, uh, whether it be internally or externally, so that he has, why is the information not stale anymore? And you just don't want to get financials two or three months on down the road. That does you no good. You've lost two or three months on the decision you potentially could have made. Okay. And if you have financials, if you're using a CPA, I certainly think whether your financials are done internally or externally, you need to sit down quarterly with your CPA to review financials. And probably just as important, maybe most important, if you are, if you have debt with the bank, if you got bank loans, if you finance and equipment, uh, lines of credit, what have you, then I suggest you sit down and review your financials with your banker at least semi-annually, um, because your banker, and you, you know, if you got bank loans, you know, you notice, Tim, you're providing copies of financials to the banker at least annually, right? And I can promise you, your banker's running numbers on you. Yeah. Your banker knows your numbers too. And he wants to discuss those numbers with you. And in some cases where particularly you got, uh, you got equipment loans and things like that, in particular business of your size, there are loan covenants in there. So you've got to maintain certain profitability or debt coverage ratios regarding uh, profits versus the monthly debt payments you got. And you need to be looking at those every month too if you <clears throat> yourself internally and certainly with your banker. Uh, because I had a client one time that violated a debt covenant and they got, they got fined by the bank, penalized by the bank. So there, there are downsides to that that, are, that that need to be looked at, too. So it's very important to bring in your CPA, not just you reviewing monthly, but my point is there are other people that can help you, including your banker, uh, 
in their advice and they need to be looking at your numbers as well as your outside accountant. Um, plus two, if you're going to look at financials and if this kind of foreign to you, either one, you need to get some online resources or buy books, go to Amazon or wherever and get books on understanding and reading financials or either get your accountant or your, your internal finance person to help you read and interpret financials. That's something that's to me is extremely important. Point is if a financial statement we put for somebody, can they read it? Um, can they understand it? And once a, a business owner can understand and read financials and extract the data and understand the, the trends, it becomes, gosh, it becomes like day and night. You know, uh, I, Charles, I think that's power. I think, you know, what you just spoke was so powerful. And let me say that I'm a manufacturing guy. You know, um, I'm, you know, that's what I do. And that's what, that's the environment I live. I had to learn to, um, you know, to read and understand financial statements. And now I understand, I'm not a CPA, but I understand, I understand generally what net, what numbers I'm looking at and what questions I need to ask. And I think it, yeah. in my seat, that's very important that I understand that. Absolutely. And when you review financials, you not only just, you know, the, the process basically is get the financials in front of you, analyze them, compare them to prior months, prior years, compare them to your budget, then you can calculate your ratios, all the, the things we talked about, working capital, AR, AP, all so many other ratios, those that you want to be involved with, and identify your trends, good and bad, determine the causes of these trends, and then act upon it. That's the process that you go through every month. Okay. I think that's great. All right, Charles, well, in summary, so if there's one or two things that you, that you want to make sure that our listeners are taking away from knowing your numbers, uh, what would you say those two are? Well, I just mentioned budgets, Tim. Um, small business can benefit from a budget. Um, I mean, you think about budgets. I've seen a lot of budgets with nonprofits, churches, and so forth. And, of course, you're accounting for other people's money when you do that. But an owner is his money, and that's probably even the greatest reason to have a budget. I think a couple of things. One is small businesses should have a budget. If you want to grow your business and you say, I want to, I want to grow by 10%, okay, fine. Build that into your budget. Then, okay, how can I grow by 10%? Do I have the resources? Do I need to go to the bank? And then identify and build a mechanism that's just going to require for you to get there. Do I need to hire another salesperson? You know, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. That's certainly an important point I want to make. But honestly, knowing your financials, uh, reading them every month, there's no excuse for an owner not to have financials. Go through there, analyze them, do the ratios that we talked about. Uh, that, you know, that's critical. you got to know your numbers. I know that that's the theme today. But it, I can't emphasize enough is get your financials, learn them, read them, understand them, and develop your ratios and get your trends out of there. And the most important thing is act upon it. Act upon it. Act upon it. it, it if you see problem errors, then get busy. Find out what they are get them fixed. Uh, that is, you know, some people will ignore certain things and, and put the financials in the drawer not looking at them for months and then the issues continue. You 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 got to make corrections. You got to make adjustments. You know you got to write the ship before your ship sinks, Tim. Yep. No, I agree, Charles. Um, thank you. I know that I know I'm sitting here taking notes the whole time as you're talking. So I know that um, I want to go back and re-listen to this again just so I can take some notes. And I've got some true takeaways there that I think I can help and implement in my business, in our business. So Charles, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on our podcast today. Thank you for your friendship. It means a lot, as you already know. Hey, I appreciate you, Tim. All right. Take care, buddy. Yeah, and to our listeners, hey, we'll talk to you next month. Take care and God bless.